Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on the cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Linda. I'm Seth. <laughs> well, we'll let Charles go, but I'm Chris. <laughs> You're muted, Charles. There he is. Go ahead, Charles. Say hi. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Charles. Megan, <laughs> 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 for some reason. You know, these are the things that don't happen when you are when we record live in person. <laughs> right. Right. There isn't a person who's just sitting at the table who's like <laughs> all the nice. challenges of recording virtually. <laughs> all good. Well, We've uh, managed to do pretty good. Yeah, yeah, we have actually. Uh well, so this episode, um, um, we're all kind of uh, in the midst of watching different series. And of course, um, with uh, spring and summer uh, here, everybody's kind of busy doing all kinds of other things, uh, living their lives. So we're not all caught up on all the different shows that are out there. Um, but each of us is kind of watching uh, different stuff. So what we thought we would try to do <clears throat> is talk a little bit about what shows each of us are watching and uh, try without giving away too much, uh, sell it to the folks that haven't been watching it yet and hopefully sell you on watching it as well. So um, on that note, I think I will turn it over to Chris to kick us off. If you're ready, Chris, um, yeah. with uh, stranger things. So, Linda and I have only watched the first two episodes. I know uh, Seth has not seen any of it yet. And Charles, have you watched any of Stranger Things? Yeah, no, I've I've watched it up to the oh okay, the last available yeah. episode, I believe. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll let you and Chris try to sell us on uh, <laughs> on Stranger <laughs> Things. Yeah, right. I I agree. So uh, I guess I'll start off by by how I felt about it, and I thought this was this was good. Um, I actually liked this season over uh, probably the last season a little bit. Um, I felt it flowed a little bit better and that could be because the episodes are longer or what have you. Um, but, but this to kind of put a, a timeline on it. This season takes place uh, roughly six months or so after the last one ends. It's been a while since we've seen them on the screen, obviously. Uh, but timeline wise, that's where this takes place. Uh, the kids haven't seen each other you know, for a summer or so, uh, like half a year. And, um, 
you know, the, the team splits up at the end of the last season. You have a few that are taken and they go to California and the rest kind of remain in Hawkins. And where uh, I really felt they did a good job is they both kind of end up on their separate quest at some point through this season. Um, they both have things they need to accomplish, whether that's saving a friend or solving a mystery. And uh, it, it ends up coming out pretty well i think i've watched the whole season and i thought it was a it was a good mix of of mystery action drama uh friendship romance all those kind of things so um for some of it uh oh, it's one of the friends re, uh comes to visit in california and it's really about the kids not seeing each other for a long time some of them anyways what what's happened to their friendships have they stayed in touch um or the romances that were starting to kindle still there uh, all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and and really i think someone kind of steals the show and you forget about some of that a little bit and that is a character that's uh introduced as uh, eddie munson and he is the leader of the hellfire club the local D, &D group and uh, uh, right away when you introduce to him, they give him a pretty broad stage to kind of flesh out who this guy is. And and there's a scene where they're they're in the lunchroom and he's kind of talking about, um, you know, what's coming up. They have their final session coming up. OK, he's been building up all year for this. And the and, D&D session, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the final campaign episode, if you will. And uh, uh, he goes on this epic monologue, if you will. Uh, up to the point where he's standing on a lunchroom table. And what was what was kind of crazy is, is as they introduced this guy, if you watch him closely, he reminds you of another actor to the point where I had to go Google to make sure it wasn't this actor's son or something. And that's actually Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Think of yeah. like a, a star yeah. um, mm -hmm. and, yeah, and the kind of the mannerisms and, and, and how he talks. Yep. Um, Eddie Munson, the, the, the guy who plays him, is uh, really steals the show from that aspect. He's kind of the, the comedy relief, but he's also a centerpiece in this season. Um, there's a, a theme of a witch hunt that goes on uh, as well in terms of some of the crazy things that start happening in Hawkins again, right? People, you know, they've brushed it off and they've, you know, we've had a tragedy here, but we're going to move forward. We're going to press on until some tragic things start to happen. Uh, kids start dying essentially in in Hawkins, uh, unexplained deaths, uh, and people always grasp for some type of reality to pin that to. Uh, and somehow, one or another, I won't spoil it, but they pin it on Eddie Munson, and so he in this series is kind of uh, on the run for his life, and uh, uh, it's a mystery of solving who's killing the kids, um, and how do we, you know, keep the upside down secret and all the other mysteries of things that are happening in Hawkins. Um, and there's also, uh, I guess technically a third quest that's going on, which is, uh, Hopper. What's going on with Hopper in Russia? So, uh, they also answer a little bit of that with some cool, uh, spy things there. Uh, people with some surprise, uh, uh, physical martial arts abilities is what I'll say. I won't spoil mm -hmm. that. Uh, and, uh, some other cool things. So it was really enjoyable. Uh, kept me engaged. Uh, I, not too many low points of just kind of filling in gaps there for the story or anything. Uh, for me, it was a 10 out of 10. I actually enjoyed it better than the last season. If anything, if you felt last season was a little bit of a departure for you, give season four a shot is kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And, and I would, uh, maybe add to that having just seen the first two episodes, um, um, I liked, um, seeing 11 in school mm -hmm. where, She's kind of uh, the subject of being bullied. Bullied, yep. 
-hmm. right? And she doesn't have her powers to be able to defend herself. So she's learning how to be to... fair, not that she should be using her powers right, to defend herself. Right. Exactly. <laughs> True. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's kind of interesting to see her uh, come to terms with that mm -hmm. and try to accept that. And uh, so that was that was interesting uh, in the first couple episodes. Mm -hmm. What do you think of the series, Charles? Yeah, no, I, so <clears throat> they're um, no, I like that they're taking the time for character development. That's been mm -hmm. that was kind of fun watching this. The other, the other is kind of the fun element. Oh, and it, they have a little bit about the satanic scare with the dungeon. Yes, right. Mm -hmm. Which I thought was interesting. Right. Yeah. Bring that in. I had, it was for, well, if those of us lived through that while playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, you want to? You want for the listeners that may not be. Yeah, for listeners that may not be familiar with that, Charles, do you want to explain? Yeah, that's what a this great point that should be brought was? up. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they brought up well because well, when I was gosh, that would have been middle school for me. Um, there Which were a lot of articles in the, the timeline of this. Is. Yeah, yeah, a lot of articles in the paper and stuff thought that Dungeons and Dragons was your gateway to Satanism, uh, <laughs> and people were scared right. of that. And, and this would have been back in the 70s? Eight, well, for early, me it was the 80s. Early 80s. 80s, 80s. Early 80s. Yeah, and this okay. takes place in 86. So it was uh, okay. Netflix yeah. was very time appropriate. Uh, yeah, actually, right. was, actually, 86, that would have been right on the money. That would have been right on the money when I was playing. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, the yeah I the it, satanic it, panic is something I like to like read up and study on because I remember that from my childhood where, uh, I mean... It, uh, it D and D was villainized as part of it, and like the story behind how like that started is a little bit crazy. Uh, Go into that a little bit, Seth. Yeah, because uh, I don't remember what's real and what's not with the stories no. behind it. Because there were stories; I remember the stories. Right. But yeah. but I've never bothered to go back and verify, at least from the Dungeons and Dragons element. Um. My hometown, let me just, my hometown, uh, where, well, I grew up in Olympia, Washington, and uh, it went from that to there. There was a real satanic panic. Just they thought the sheriff's office was satanic. They thought, because <laughs> there, there was this whole, <laughs> there would be this soap opera of Satanist um, events, and all of which turned out to be false. In my hometown, that were in the paper, mm. and so it was. It was kind of fun watching this and going, "Okay, yeah, I do remember that." And adults acting um, weird, weird, It sounds sort of like the current panic uh, we have with rumors of uh, furries using litter boxes in schools. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> It is actually very reminiscent of QAnon, where yeah. uh, once, uh, so the way thing things started kind of with the satanic panic and people just being worried about Satanists in general, and there were uh, several stories about uh, uh, lo local law enforcement finding the, or, oh no, it was... 
coming uh people were uh it was the beginning of kind of the found memory the found memories thing mm -hmm. where under hypnosis you could kind of make people say anything <laughs> oh my yeah. god and so it was a combination of these false memories and uh, so, some psychologists kind of leading people into like, yeah, I was definitely abducted by a cult and I was their high priestess. And then they tried so, to sacrifice me, but now I've found God and I'm uh, definitely what? all good again. And I'm telling my story and selling this book for a million dollars. Right. Well, what, what, so one of the big things of, with, with that element of it, because some of that, see, that's, this is what this, the sheriff, the sheriff's department, that was my hometown. They, they had they managed to get a sheriff whose daughters had had that dream therapy and said they'd been uh, satanically abused. Oh my and God. it turned out that his personality was just the type that if you asked him to confess to something, he confessed to it. Huh. And so he, he confessed to all sorts of satanic stuff. There's a there's a huge anybody ever there's a there's the New Yorker has the big it's a big like 20 page article on what happened <laughs> it, it's it's pretty interesting because they had maps of all the people involved and yep. it looked like um, their maps look like um, you know a beautiful mind almost like all the people in town that were involved and then it turned out none of it happened yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so on, on that note that you start to see that kind of story unfold in Stranger Things, right? Mm -hmm. Where uh, these unexplained deaths must be linked to Eddie Munson. And uh, therefore, everyone else that's part of the club, the gang that we know, or must also be somehow involved. And it, it explodes into, at one point, you know, a, a countywide manhunt for these people. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, to the point where they don't even care what the sheriff's office is even doing. They're like, you're not doing your job. We'll find these people with our pitchforks ourselves. You know? <laughs> right. uh, so, uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. It's timely. I, I have not um, uh, read or, or heard too much on the satan satanic uh, panic uh, type stuff, but, but clearly it's a theme uh, in this, they do a really good job of kind of showing how that comes to fruition. Uh, like I said, when people can't find a reason to explain something, they, they kind of make up their own reality. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, at wow. least in Hawkins, it seems that there were kids disappearing. Yeah. But I, it, what was weird was it wasn't the first time. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> how uh, I, I guess at that point, though, you you. Uh, you know, you can only take so much tragedy before you start to be like, it's got to be Satan. It's got to be, you <laughs> right. know, the right. devil's come for us. Uh, At least in this one instance, they aren't far off. Yeah, they, yeah, that's true. In their but, defense, no. it wasn't Dungeons and Dragons, but there is a Demogorgon. Speaking of right. Dungeons and Dragons, there is an epic correlation in this during this final campaign that I spoke about earlier, um, okay. where gameplay... Uh, is is played out during the campaign uh, when they get together for a final session and things well, are so, going on. So in yeah, so I remember I my, just from my it was childhood. Pretty epic in school. 
Hmm? What's that? Charles oh. froze up. Froze. He's still kind of there. He's still kind of there. These technical difficulties. Are you back with us, Charles, or are you still frozen? I think frozen he's frozen. Again. All right. I haven't, I haven't seen him move in a couple seconds. <laughs> he's dead, Jim. <laughs> oh, there, there, he's back. I think. Nope. He's nope. Out. Now he's gone. Not for good. Uh, so as uh, <clears throat> as I was saying before, Charles glitched out. Uh, he's now on the upside down. We'll have to go rescue him. <laughs> uh, I'm not an adventuring uh, shape, Chris. <laughs> uh, it's an adventure. That That's what I can say about that season is it's an adventure um, of all different types. And they do a good job of even tying a, a real time kind of campaign thing into events going on elsewhere. And they kind of make this epic build up to, you know, you got to roll. You got to roll well. If you don't roll, a, you know something like a crit, you're gonna be in a, you're gonna have a bad time, and uh, right. they, they kind of build up the suspense, momentum for it. It's pretty epic. So yeah. again, I enjoyed it. I really did. Yeah, yeah. The, based on the first two episodes, I really want to watch more. We've just been so busy with life that we. And, and uh, like I said, they're long. They're not thirty or forty-five yeah, minutes. No. Each one's over well over an hour, and right. we only got the first part. So yeah. you get through a few episodes. I think uh, Bill, you mentioned we get the rest in July, maybe. Yes, um, right. So uh, there's when you get to the end, it's it's as much of a cliffhanger as you'd want, but it's also kind of fulfilling at the same time, right? So pretty yeah. excited right. about that. Yeah, um, cool. I guess the other thing I've been watching that some of us have been watching too is Obi Wan. Oh yeah, Go and I have that. nothing but kind of rants for that. We're only okay. I think they've only released three episodes. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, I just got caught up in the last two this week. And I, I have issues on consistency with Jedi powers. Oh. Um, <laughs> and okay. some things are made way, way worse uh, than they need to be. And also, uh, the Jedi were really portrayed as kind of weaklings in this. So, so Obi-Wan takes place uh, during basically the Jedi eradication. And, yeah, so it's uh, kind of right after... Um, the third prequel movie, right? Right, right. In between the third prequel movie and the and episode right. four, so which was and, the original. Yeah, you're getting to the point where the Jedi are being a little bit scarce to find uh, yeah. by the order, and uh, uh, ultimately Obi Wan has at this point basically walked away, and he's he's just Ben now, right? And he's going to um, keep an eye on, on Luke from a distance. And, uh, you know, that, that is what it is. And, uh, you know, even to an extent where another Jedi in this series finds him and is like, hey, you know, what are we going to do? And he's like, dude, bury your lightsaber and just move on with your life. <laughs> um, so we already see, you know, Cranky Ben. We wonder where Luke gets it from. Cranky. Uh, there you go. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, one of the issues that I had is, is there's a scene where you where you see one of the initial attacks from the Empire and attacking all the Jedi uh, at this, uh, I forget exactly where it was taking place, but you start to see the fall of, of the Jedi. And in that scene, I was kind of irritated because you could have two or three of these like stormtroopers taking down like two Jedi. And oh, the wow. whole time it just they, I'm like, you guys are supposed to be way more powerful and tuned with the force. Yeah than that and and how can you be they were taken out in my opinion way too easily 
Um, yeah, for, well, just three stormtroopers, and, and we know that stormtroopers can barely hit the broadside yeah. of a barn. So, so how are they? So how are they taking down you know Jedi? Jedi and, and, right. uh, uh, let alone two that are fighting back to back, you shouldn't be able to touch them. Right. So there, there was a lot of weird instances like that where uh you know what's what's going on with that why why aren't they utilizing the the force and and mm -hmm. uh i try to come up with some theories to kind of make it up in my head myself or <laughs> you know but i i couldn't really reach it right um to, yeah. to me i just felt like okay is it true then that really the only capable jedi are like ben and and yoda and mace windu and everyone else is just worthless right right like like right. And, and, and why i say that is because you have people with natural skill that seem to be able to survive more than that and yeah. and uh um you know for everyone wanting to kind of bow their heads and say we must find a jedi they're going to save us they're going to save us from the empire like okay they just the empire just smoked all of them with their right. stormtroopers that can't hit jack Right. And and you expect one or two to kind of save the galaxy, and that, that's happen. the portrayal I got, and yeah. and that frustrated me because there were scenes or or situations that would find themselves in where the force would solve that problem, right? And I I don't know if it's like maybe I'm missing something and they shouldn't be relying <laughs> on it so much or whatever, but I'm like okay, so use the force or die. Why is that your option? Of <laughs> you know just just use the force. If it, if you can push Wait. a stormtrooper off an edge of a cliff, do, do it. it. Yeah, you know. Do you see? Do you see? You're just sense? walking down the street and see a stormtrooper standing up at the top of the building, and you just push him off, and it's like keep on walking. <laughs> right. Uh, what were you gonna that, say, Bill? Do you see any Sith uh, in the first three episodes? Uh, you see. Uh, um. Yeah, so in, in this you have uh, oh I need to pull up her name. Hold on. Uh, where did she go? Holy crap, I lost my bookmark. Um not true Sith. I don't know if they're technically called Sith. Uh there's a oh. there's a band of three that are hunting down Obi Wan, and one in particular is like really pissed off. Oh. Um <laughs> It's the uh, the black girl with the uh, saber, uh, Moses Ingram. Ah. Uh, but I don't know if she's considered, I don't think she's really considered a Sith. Maybe she is. Uh, uh, technically, they're kind of like disciples of Darth Vader or something. Yeah, but I don't, yeah, I just wasn't sure if they're considered a Sith. But there's, they, they, they travel in like a batch of three. Uh, there's there's three of them that are kind of they're they're the elite hunters of the Jedi basically. Okay. Um, so they're they're out to really kind of sniff out the Jedi on these different planets, and they eventually end up on the same planet that Obi Wan is. And and uh, so do they have lightsabers as well? Yes, and they can okay. use the Force. Um, okay. One of them particularly dangerously so. Well, see, um, I think part of the, the first, I think I only watched the first episode. They were trying to hide from using the force, I thought, for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that might have been part of the problem. I, I'm not. <clears throat> well, Obi Wan, yeah, Obi Wan. Get away that Luke Skywalker's on that planet. He's trying to keep him hidden. Right, and the best way to keep him hidden is to also it's not let no, not use the force. Himself is a, yeah. So yeah. Ben, so Ben, in this scenario of my rant before, 
he gets a pass because he's been living like a, a, a nomad out here. He's, he's not been right. using the force or anything. He's, he's basically, you know, find a job and carry on. And, <laughs> and so him, I get it because he hasn't used it for, for so long. There's actually yeah. a scene where somebody falls off a roof and he has to catch them. Um, and uh, he ends up having these, of course, but you could tell it's been a while. It was not easy for him. Mm -hmm. um, and even though he, he ended up using the force, uh, up to that point, he had restrained from doing it, even though he's come under attack by a bunch of people with with guns and and, and mm -hmm. whatnot. He refrains from using it uh, so much so that he takes a few blows to the face. OK, like huh. just I'm like, Ben, you're making life hard here. OK, <laughs> <laughs> well, is he doing that to prevent yes. someone from someone from obviously identifying obviously. him as an ex Jedi? I don't think so at this point because he doesn't change. Okay. Yes and no. Okay. <laughs> Unless the stormtroopers are as dumb as, as maybe they, they re in reality are, Ben still dresses like a Jedi. Okay. Huh. <laughs> like if all the Jedi dress the same, he runs around trying to pretend he's not a Jedi, but he still dresses like one. <laughs> yeah. That's a giveaway. <laughs> so that, that, that blew my mind that, that Ben wouldn't adopt some kind of, disguise different disguise. types of clothing or whatever um, right even, even when he ultimately he has to go off planet at some point uh in the show and he still wears a lightsaber at his side okay and and well, that's if, a dead giveaway right and i mean granted it's it's under their cloak but i mean augusta wind could come by and ta -da! <laughs> so i'm i'm frustrated with um uh, not with the storyline. I think this is good. I like the production quality. Uh, I still enjoyed the experience. But uh, again, my issue is with the consistency of, you know, yeah. they're muddying the waters a little bit of how great is a Jedi. The only thing that <laughs> seems special about them is is they're wielding a laser sword, but that was it. Huh. You know, well, it, the, man, the, man, the, the um, Mandalorian was better with the laser sword than they are, apparently. And, and huh. he can barely lift the darn thing. Right. <laughs> so, That's crazy. So I have a possible explanation for you, Chris. Please. Uh, well, when Order 66 was given, all of the Jedi who are proficient in combat and using the Force under combat situations, all their best people were out fighting with the clone troopers. And I think they do cover some of that in one of the one of the movies, one of the earlier movies, I think. But who? Yeah, who wasn't there? The accountants, the lawyers, the <laughs> the janitors. You know, oh, okay. all the people so, who they were like, you know what? Maybe we don't send you out to fight against the robots. <laughs> You've got a good job here, Dennis. You're really good at keeping the, at, like, keeping the books balanced. <laughs> this is where your force powers shine in balancing the expense I, accounts. I guess, I guess I would also, I would rebuke that and say, okay, well, you know the Jedi Council is not doing a good job of bringing up their uh, their talent and, and training them well. I guess at, at this point, because again, I, I felt like for them not to be able to take on what what they were attacked by. It, I mean, if an army shows up, that's one thing. We're talking like you know not a handful, but 30, 30 stormtroopers storming a building with like ten Jedi should have never had a chance. Right. 
should have never had should have had zero chance and the other thing was one of the scenes okay i actually paused and rewound it thinking i missed something uh uh when this scene comes in earlier on in the series one of the jedi is out training with a bunch of kids on a platform and is surprised when a stormtrooper comes to the door and starts firing at them and yeah. my thing with that was we've seen where jedi can sense presence or when things are going bad around them so you're telling me these people went all the way through this compound <laughs> up to that door and you had no idea they were a bunch of dead eye giant dead eye giant uh, dying around you <laughs> dead eye like okay those, these are things that normally i don't nitpick about but it was just so obvious it seemed so yeah. weak i wanted well, to throw well, a chair let me throw something at you though because see i'm the other way around i i like the idea of the force remaining is something that's iffy, especially to the other people around. Because that originally, <laughs> uh, well, kind of my favorite Han Solo, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me just read because I, I just looked it up because I wanted to get it right. The, the 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 Han Solo quote from Star Wars, right? He goes, kid, I've flown from one side of this galaxy to the other. I've seen a lot of strange stuff, but I've never seen anything to make me believe that there's one all-powerful force controlling everything. There's no mystical energy field that controls my destiny. Right? And that's that's how it started. With, yeah. with it being kind of, even though you saw Luke Skywalker, you know, when they're being trained. Mm-hmm. And being able to fight <laughs> off laser beams from little little robot balls while blindfolded and stuff. Mm -hmm. It yeah. still wasn't enough to convince Han Solo at the time that there was even such a thing. Right. To him, it was yeah. more pure luck or, you know. Yeah. Or and something. so I, I kind of like, I, I, I preferred that Star Wars <laughs> where you had people believing in this, the Jedi, but whether or not it was real was still questionable. Mm -hmm. Well, that yeah, but that was also I would say a timeline thing. At that point, when Luke was starting to tr get trained, yeah, it hadn't it hadn't been seen for such a long time. We are we're, we're right. exiting, no. we're exiting a realm where it was where it was common, where where the Jedi were very you know I won't say popular, but but they were they were well known and, and, and not an, a normal thing. But we we see oh, Luke so. in the future, you know, when uh, uh, go back to uh, the Mandalorian. When Luke yeah. first when Luke first shows up on that ship and just crushes those <laughs> androids on his way in, just just right. makes them seem like nothing, and and yeah. that's where I get. Well, my only theory is that there are only very few Jedi where the Force is that powerful, and and everyone else is just kind of, you know, they seem high and mighty, but realistically, uh, you they're know, maybe average the, Joes. They're just average. Well, maybe a little higher than average Joes, but that's yeah. it, right? right. They're no. they're no better than a highly skilled Mandalorian, right? Gotcha. So there so. is actually a little bit of precedent for uh, different Jedi not being as combat capable as other Jedi. Mm -hmm. Like there were at least, at least in the old extended universe, there were Jedi who were primarily healers, who none of their force abilities lined up with telekinesis or mind control or mm -hmm. or were particularly skilled at lightsabers but they could all but raise the dead uh one of my favorite jedi uh corn horn didn't have any telekinesis at all he so 
he was really kind of weak there, but his character was that more that of a uh, of a detective. Okay. So his force abilities aided him in being a detective. But if he came, a large group of soldiers came on him, he was actually kind of betting on getting shot a couple times because <laughs> then he could God. absorb that power like Darth Vader did the one time, like blocking a laser blaster mm. shot with his hand. He could absorb that power and use it to temporarily use some telekinesis but in the situation where there's like 30 stormtroopers coming and they're all going to be shooting at him corn would have been hosed <laughs> and that's and that's fair with but, laser fire <laughs> yeah and that's and that's fair it's just we we've been painting this universe where uh it might on the on the big screen anyways yeah uh, where jedi are, are supposed to be a little bit more adept than than what they're portrayed right. to be, and I, I don't need yeah. to harp on it anymore. But that's just been my biggest my biggest hang up with the show is because it seems to be a reoccurring issue where yeah. where you where you start to think, well, couldn't they just use the force? To, <laughs> to yeah. the um, otherwise, otherwise, Dude, it's been really I, good. I, I watched out of the this. program when I was five, but they wouldn't <laughs> send me back to my parents. They just gave me a laser sword and told me to watch the books. Yes, <laughs> uh, I will. I will add. We get to see Darth Vader in this. Oh, nice. Uh, and Darth Vader is badass. Badder ass than normal? In the form of uh, that Anakin? In or terms of violence, of uh, violence. Yeah. So that, he, oh he comes out, he is not messing around. He's that's, got things to do. That's one of the things People I really like, like about uh, about these new uh, like these look backs at uh, unexplored pieces of the history like mm -hmm. rogue one when we see darth vader like that scene at the end where he's just mowing through soldiers yeah, right. yeah so and, and, and to give you some context okay we get to see vader snapping necks okay i'm not kidding oh he is not playing around wow I, yeah i mean darth vader talk? Hmm? uh yes yeah because Does they he said sound oh, like the darth vader from he, the has, he came back hits the same guy uh, James Earl Jones. Yeah. James Earl Jones is voicing yeah. this. Oh, yep. they, they did not hold any expense. They did a really him, good so. job with Vader. If I if I wow. was happy about anything out of Obi Wan, it was actually uh, what they did with Vader. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Oh, I'm so looking forward to that now. For a lot of uh, a lot of the ever since Star Wars came out, like A New Hope, we didn't really get to see Vader ever kind of living up to the legend yeah. that yeah. The, the reputation that he has in the, the first myth. three the legend in four <laughs> yeah. five and six like he's yeah. they didn't have the like the ability to really show him being as scary as he yeah. is and, and i and, love and to seth's point scary is a key word ben you 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 physically see ben scared really okay because he i mean he's got the whole guilt thing of what happened right yeah uh but when 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 you get to the point where, where vader shows up and he's within the same vicinity i mean you get this heart racing kind of feeling uh from ben and to that extent it's like you know his fear is betraying him which you which we've heard uh you know uh, yoda talk about in, in his famous old old quote of, of what leads yeah. to what leads to I forget yeah. it at the moment, but uh, uh, yeah, it you get to see a scary Vader, and that touches with uh, Ben hardcore. Huh. 
Interesting. Cool. cool. All, right. All right. So, uh, you know, like I said, I have issues on if I nitpick Obi-Wan, I have some serious issues with the Force, uh, but I am absolutely enjoying it. I'm going to finish the season. I All want right. to see it now. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, you did your uh, job. I want to see it. We're about 36 minutes in. Um, maybe we have time for Charles to quick talk about the boys, and then we should probably... <laughs> I only watched a little bit of the first episode, but... Um... Yeah, so uh, there was something... <laughs> I, mean, I will say... Something horrified you. Oh, boy. Just be ready. <laughs> it's just be ready for... Just be ready? <laughs> one of the... Yeah, don't have your kids present. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm so like, excited. It, um... And I, I, I'm hesitant. I don't want to give the scene away, but it was just. I've got to say, shocking, shocking, terrifying, terrifying, nightmare. It's the, the worst nightmare inducing. The worst. Um, and you watched it right as you were going to bed. I was going to go to. Yeah, I watched part of it last night, and I was about to go out, and that scene came on. I couldn't get to my controller to turn it fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> it's bad and, okay and well ladies and gentlemen he only just started it I was, yeah. right, <laughs> away, right, right away you're going to be oh this is something you yeah. know and i can say just on that alone charles you've sold me on wanting to see it right oh, you've got to watch it but <laughs> you have to because it's so it, but yeah <laughs> it's disturbing now I really want to watch it. Me too. I, and I really want to yeah. watch it with our friend Zach, who is the most <laughs> squeamish person ever he when is. we watch when we watch shows. Somebody gets a, a paper cut and <laughs> and he passes out. So yeah, that's kind of what that's, this, that'll this be entertaining. Like, well, Bill, maybe you should schedule a, a veranda night or something. Yeah, there where, you go. Uh, where the boys kick go. off. <laughs> I there like go. the boys kick off. I like it. All right, do we'll it. do that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to more of the boys. Yeah. <laughs> it, Maybe we can get together next weekend or something. Uh, um, oh, I can't think. The main character, uh, the good guy, main character. The good guy. Uh, okay. Good guys are friends. kind of. <laughs> I forgot his name. The oh, the boys. Uh, the, the, uh, do, do you mean the Billy Butcher? Billy Boy. Oh, yeah. Not Billy. No, or Billy. Other, not... Oh, Huey? Huey. Huey. Yeah, Huey. Yeah. The actual good guy. The one good guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess uh, Mother's yeah. Milk is also pretty good. Yeah, Huey, Huey's doing, it opens with him doing pretty good in life. You know, he's 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 gotten on with the uh, sort of the anti-superhero feds, right? And He's yeah. a big shot, and he still has his girlfriend, and um, he does photo ops, and it's it's sort of an interesting opening. So, it's I'm nice. looking forward to the rest of the series. Awesome, cool. All right, well, you sold us. <laughs> All right, well, I think we'll go ahead and end it there. We're uh, we're coming up on 40 minutes into the show, so we'll let it end it there, and. Uh, We'll pick up on uh, some more stuff next time. See if we can sell uh, the audience on some of the other uh, interesting shows that are that are coming on right now. So anyway, um, thank you all for tuning in. We will catch you next time. Till then, live long and prosper, as my friend Mr. Spock likes to say. Your friend?
Well, I consider him a friend. He's on my TV all the time. (laughs) (laughs) See y'all. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.